Hello and welcome to my bullet journal journey. I'm your host, Danny Kay. Happy fall, y'all. It's finally getting cooler here, but everything is still green. I'm waiting for those fall colors to appear so maybe I can get some creative inspiration I haven't painted since March or March since August. It's making me crazy. Um, I've just had zero inspiration. September was just so, so hectic. It was crazy. I don't even know how I got through it, to be honest. My daughter started school, and so that was an adjustment for her as well as us. She's still kind of working through it. Like, she's been really clingy. She won't let us leave the room. She's scared more often. In general, she's just more anxious than usual. And, like, she's developed this uh, throat clearing thing, which Google tells me is an anxiety thing, too. And so that's annoying. It's just been hard for us. And, you know, we like having her around during the day. So a quiet house is kind of sad for us. The return to school did get us back into a routine, which I had hoped would help me get up earlier. And that's one of my habits I track. It's kind of been hit or miss. I found my rhythm is usually pretty good and consistent, like Monday to Wednesday. And then by Thursday, the week has caught up with me and I kind of peter out. Last episode, I talked about riding the wave, and that's kind of my weekly wave. I find that I fall off with journaling, too, at that point. And then by Saturdays, I try to get back to it, but that's also kind of hit or miss because I often have events or family time to do. So, you know, riding the wave is also about going with the flow of life. So September was really no different in that way. My husband's rut went on this month, so we were both lagging in our productivity this month. That manifested for me in a few different ways. First of all, my habit tracking just completely dropped off. Uh, I think I kept up with it maybe the first week and then just completely stopped. I don't remember having a month this bad as far as my habits go, but I didn't really notice it affecting me that much, although I will say we're still fattening up for winter and have just been going crazy as far as that goes. Um, In prior months, though, my habit tracker definitely did correlate with my productivity, but this month it didn't at all. It just got kind of put on the back burner because I had so much else going on. I also never finished all of my spreads in September, namely my cleaning spread, and I also stopped using my meal planning spread, and coincidentally, my house was a mess, and we had nothing to eat in the house. Imagine that. And the food is one of those things that really affects my husband because he... While he's by no means a food snob, like he'd seriously just eat sandwiches every day, having to scrounge around for food just really irritates him. And so we had nothing in the house. So that kind of contributed to his funk a little bit. In I've been doing these reflections at the beginning of the month. So in September, my beginning of the month reflection, I set two focal points for the month. 
my new project, which I'm about to share with you in a minute. I'm a little nervous. And making my daughter's dress that she designed. So I got one of out of two, which wasn't bad. I nailed the project and finished exactly where I wanted to be at the end of the month, but I did not do anything with my daughter's dress besides going to the library to get some books about sewing. And I'm kind of struggling with taking that next step and I don't really know why. Like, do you ever just get a block and then it's impossible to get yourself to do it? That's kind of where I am. It's currently mid-October and I still haven't done a thing with it. I really just need to read a book. That's it. But I cannot bring myself to do it. And I think because I can't decide how much to involve my daughter, that's the issue. Like, do I involve her? She's six. The books I have are kind of technical. Would she understand? I don't know. I probably won't understand a lot of it. Would she even benefit from it? Like, is it a good idea for her to see me doing it so she can learn how to learn something? Or is she going to benefit from me figuring it out and then showing her how to do it? I'm just not sure yet. I don't understand. You know, it shouldn't be this complicated. Why am I complicating it like this? I'm kind of a control freak. So I don't know if I just need to concentrate on this part to feel like I'm in control and have a handle on what I'm doing. I can see myself reading the books, trying to focus, and getting annoyed because she's talking too much. But she really does just love doing stuff with us, really anything at all. Uh, so she'd probably love to be involved. And if she's bored, she can always go off and do her thing. Now that I'm thinking about it, it seems like a really silly hang up. But this is what our brain do does to us sometimes. Sometimes our hang ups make no sense, or we overcomplicate things, or we don't even know what the hang ups are until we start delving it out. So, going through this now is kind of a brain dump, and I can see where writing this out might be helpful. So, I might do that. Stay tuned. Enough rambling. One thing I did accomplish in September was finishing a book. I've talked about what a slow reader I am. When we went in August to check out books about sewing, I also went to the classics section. I feel like I'm woefully ignorant of Western literature. Like I was not a big reader in school. I've never read Mark Twain. I've never read any of the founders. I've read basically what I was assigned in school, and that was like it. I think Shakespeare and like the Odyssey are probably the biggest pieces of Western literature on my resume. And I've always loved history, although I've really gotten away from it in the past few years. So I took a stroll into the classic section and I ended up going home with Gilgamesh, which I know is probably not Western literature, but it's a classic, so I'm going to go with it. And I managed to finish it in September. I had put it down for a few weeks in early September, which is what I do very commonly with books. And then I got into a reading wave and I finished it. It's not really a huge bragging point, honestly, because it's a poem in the book. It was like huge text and double space, but I am going to take this win. Thank you very much because it doesn't happen very often. 
I got ambitious this month and I got the Iliad and um, a Mark Twain book, The Gilded Age. And I think I've read about 20 pages of one of them. They're still sitting here and I've had to renew them already once. <laughs> I'm one of those people I've renewed books about five times or as many times as they'll let me. Uh, we had our first Girl Scout meeting this book, and I mean this month, and it went so well. I had a parents-only meeting that was probably more intimidating than the meeting with the girls. It was over Zoom. Uh, I started a notebook specifically dedicated to Girl Scouts, and I use it more closely to what Ryder Carroll prescribes in the bullet journal. I start a new page for every event, meeting, I create spreads for certain things like field trip ideas, account information, my roster, all kinds of things. It's been a great tool and I am proud to say my girls are just thrilled to death with how it's going and I keep hearing from their parents how amazing we are, me and my co-leader, and how thankful they are for what they're doing and it's just been so so rewarding. It's been so long since I did any kind of community service and I forgot what it's what it feels like to give back to my community. So it's so fun. We have another meeting in a week and I can't wait. We're going to do friendship bracelets, which was my co-leader's idea and it's going to be so fun. Um, I continued doing my yoga challenge this month, but I have to admit that I screwed it up and I missed a couple of days. So the first day, it was the Monday before my first Girl Scout meeting ever, and I was spending hours each night planning and getting stuff ready. You should have seen my living room. It was like a science fair project in there. I had the trifold poster board, uh, totally took me back to high school. And I just plum forgot about my yoga practice. Mm -hmm. The next day I woke up, I went for my walk and about halfway in on my walk, I remembered that I had forgotten it. It just completely slipped my mind and I wanted to kick myself. And then later in that week, I skipped it intentionally because I was just so tired from my meeting that I think it was like a Thursday and I was, I just, it wasn't happening. And, you know, missing that first day made it easier in my brain to justify intentionally skipping a day. So after that, I did make the conscious effort to not skip another day, and I haven't missed one since. My daughter is regularly doing it with me, so she helps keep me accountable. I actually uploaded a video on Instagram of her and I doing the crow pose together, and I try to get a video of us doing in, it's October and we're doing wall handstands. And so I tried to get a video of that. And every time I'm doing it, her face is right there in the camera and she's talking like she would not let me get me doing it. It's so typical with kids. Uh, I did see enough to see my form is bad. So I'm trying to work on that. I mentioned in the last project that podcast that I have a new project I'm excited to share with you guys. And I think I'm ready to spill, but I'm a little scared. I'm not going to lie. So as many of you know, at the beginning of the year, I was just a mess. 
a total complete mess. I was unfulfilled. I was without purpose or direction. And when I started bullet journaling, I thought in large part I'd have a creative outlet and someone, something to help me keep track of my to-dos better. But what I didn't anticipate it would give me was a sense of control and empowerment in my life. Like I did not think that was possible. I didn't feel like I could do anything I wanted to. I always considered myself an achiever. That's what I always called myself in high school. I prided myself on it. I was doing the bare minimum of what I had to do to get by. I never went above and beyond and that carried over into my adult life. And that type of fixed mindset quickly became overwhelmed by life, especially once I started a family and was responsible for running a household. Bare minimum just doesn't cut it. And as millennials and probably Gen Z as well, we've been sold this lie that motherhood and marriage and life has to be hectic and chaotic and overwhelming and that anxiety and depression is the baseline. And if that's too much, you cope with wine and binge eating and your kids are an inconvenience and your husband is useless. And it's this type of hot mess culture that so many of us have succumbed to because we've been fed a lie that that's how life is supposed to be. And it doesn't have to be that way. Like why? Why do we do this for ourselves? Bullet journaling has just opened up a whole new world to me, and I want to spread it to the world. I'm doing it with this podcast, but I want to take it up a level. I want to become a bullet journal evangelist, so I am launching The Bujo Mom. Okay, so that was a little scary, just speaking it out into the world here. My vision is to build a community of moms who want to take charge of their lives. I'm going to do workshops and bring tools into the lives of women who want to take the bull by the horns and get their shit together. I want us to build each other up. I want us to hold each other accountable. I want to create a sounding board. I have a ton of ideas I want to implement. I can't do them all at once, even with bullet journaling. So I don't want to put them out there until I'm doing them. So I'm just going to start with what I'm doing first. So in August, I went on this crazy creative spurt and I finished paintings. I started paintings. I've had bouncing around in my head. I have a series of paintings. I want to create that of flower animal hybrids called beautiful beasts. And I started that the first If you follow my art account, River Flower Art, the first was a um, meerkat daffodil hybrid. And my daughter looked at them and was like, why do those flowers have feet? And I just completely died. She did not quite see my vision. Anyway, my goal with my art has been to put those creations out there. And I thought I might do it with t-shirts or prints, you know, like ways that artists sell their art. But then I thought, Why don't I put them on a journal? How fun would that be to have these cute little creatures on the front of your journal? Well, I didn't get one finished. But I have another painting of poppies that I absolutely love. If you'll recall, in May, I had a poppy period. That's what I'm calling it. And that was my theme. 
And I felt like I just crushed it. And I created this painting then. And honestly, I feel like as an artist, it could be my Mona Lisa. Like I could die now and I'd feel completely complete having put this out there. And it actually hangs right behind me. I posted it on sale, for sale on Etsy. And then I took it down because I love it so much and I can't part with it. I love flowers. I would put them everywhere. I want to see them everywhere. They make me so happy. So why not put them on something that I use every single day? Something that contains my whole life, that's a perfect summation of who I am, what my life is, my aspirations, my goals. Why wouldn't it reflect who I am? So I made a journal. I designed it. It's a part of me and I want to put it out into the bullet journal community. I'm so thankful for this community and it was something that I wanted to give back and contribute. The journals will be here by the end of October, probably early November, and I'm going to launch a website, thebujomom.com, and they'll be listed there. If you're looking for a new journal for 2022, which I can't believe is almost here, please stay tuned. You can follow me and the launch on Instagram at mbjjdanny, my bullet journal journey, Danny, uh, D-A-N-I. Also, in the spirit of building that community, I am live streaming Monday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to set up my weekly spreads and my journal spreads, and I'd love to journal with you, drink some coffee, have a chat, get ready for the week. I want to hear from you. I feel like we're very detached in the podcast format, so I hope to get to know you. This format is a little one-sided, so... I did use my journal to plan the Budo Mom launch, which I will say kept my sanity intact as much as it could. I cannot tell you how hard it was to find a manufacturer for a journal. Like it was just ridiculous. And that was just the first step. I had very specific features I wanted for my journals. I needed a thick paper, non-negotiable. Who wants to experience bleed through? Nobody. I wanted bookmarks and an elastic enclosure and needed 180 pages minimum. I wanted to support people at home, so I wanted American-made, and it was so difficult to find anyone to accommodate all those requirements, but I finally found one that I could do what I needed, and my bullet journal really helped me stay on track and keep myself focused. When you have a big project, it's so hard not to get overwhelmed with every little task you have to do and especially not to get ahead of yourself. Like that part's really hard for me. I love the planning portion, but not so much the doing portion. Like I just want to plan, 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 but that won't get you anywhere if you're not doing also. So to keep myself on track, I created a spread. I wrote down all the things I needed to do in a to-do list in no particular order. I jotted down which ones I needed to focus on in what order, in in the specific order, in another box. So the one was kind of a brain dump of to-dos and the other one was like, okay, here, let's do this first, second, third. And then 
I added any of the extra ideas and, you know, I wrote down who I contacted when in a little brain dump down the side. So the brain dump was also really important because I have a ton of ideas I want to implement, but I can't get them to get to them right away. And instead of them staying in my head and bouncing around and causing me stress because I have no outlet for them, I put them in the brain dump. So it gave me an outlet for those ideas and I know they'll be there when I'm ready. Journaling all of this took so much of the overwhelm out of the process. When I did get overwhelmed, I reviewed my notes and it restored clarity. I logged my to-do items in my weekly spreads, which really helped me to focus on one thing at a time. So for many reasons, I could not have embarked on this project without my journal. I hope years from now when I've built what I envision in my head, I can look back at this journal and see where I started. Our journals are such a time capsule into our lives. Now, in the present, they help us keep our sanity and control over our lives. But in the future, I hope we'll be able to look back on them in fondness and appreciate the story that they're telling and appreciate where we were on our journeys and how far we've come. So on that note, I want to thank you for joining me on my bullet journal journey. I hope you'll join me for coffee next Monday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And until next time, I'm your host, Danny Kay, and this is my bullet journal journey.